Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Jamie Mulvaney. Let's have a look at Acts chapter 18, verse 24 to 28. Let's have a read of it. So meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. And he had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. I love uh, just how central women are in Luke, uh, in Luke's gospel, in uh, his writing in Acts as well. And we see here just how central uh, women are, that women are brought front and centre in encouraging people uh, in furthering the mission. And what we see happen is that when, uh, in verse 27, when Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers and sisters encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. And uh, we can see there just the importance of encouragement to in ministry, encouragement in mission. Um, it's so easy to cut down people. It's so easy to criticize people, but people flourish, people bloom uh, when encouraged, even if they've got things a little bit wrong, uh, just to, to gently redirect them uh, and to encourage them. And uh, Luke goes on, when uh, Apollos arrived, he was a great help to those who had uh, by grace believed. And we can see there that encouraged people encourage people. And he knows too that this is by grace. And this is not about any one particular person's ministry, uh, but the people there by grace had believed and he was able to encourage them and strengthen them. And then we read in verse 28, for he vigorously refuted his Jewish opponents in public debate, proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the Messiah. It's a fascinating little uh, snippet from Acts here because you see a man who uh, is vigorous in um, in explaining the Bible, but he actually doesn't sort of fully understand everything. And I was thinking this morning, it, it reminds me of, say, you know, people that go to university and study theology, uh, but they perhaps study it in a, in a secular context outside of uh, the context of worship and, and mission. And it's possible to get a theology degree, but not actually to believe the stuff. Um, but here, uh, Apollos, he does believe in God. He's actually quite fervent in uh, his explanation of things, but he doesn't understand everything. Um, what's important here to note is the historical context, um, that he understood John's baptism. And we know that John's baptism is a baptism of repentance. But that we know that, that John pointed towards Jesus coming and Jesus' baptism and how that was different. In um, Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, Jesus, uh, John says, John the Baptist says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And that is what we all need. And uh, we see at the end of Matthew's gospel, uh, at the ascension, Jesus 
says in Matthew 28, verse 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And if you've been baptized, you've been baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's a Trinitarian baptism. You are baptized into the life of uh, the Trinity and you have the Holy Spirit. And so you see this man, this historical context, particular time, particular place. Uh, he doesn't uh, understand uh, that the importance of the Holy Spirit being poured out on all people and, and that that is what he needs too. And on Vision Sunday, on Sunday, Jago spoke about uh, being part of churches where word and spirit go hand in hand, where word and spirit go hand in hand. Artie Kendall, the American preacher, uh, writes that uh, when we have the word without the spirit, we tend to dry up. Uh, if we have the spirit without the word, we tend to blow up. If we have both the spirit and the word, we tend to grow up and fire up. Um, and when each are joined together in common union, there is explosive power to be had. And what we see in the book of Acts is, is the church on fire. And we see John the Baptist saying that uh, Jesus will come and will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And that is what Apollos needs here. That is the X factor. That is the missing ingredient in his ministry. And so perhaps uh, there's all sorts of theological questions that come out of looking at a passage like this. But let's have a look at Romans chapter 8, where Paul writes... You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not, they do not belong to Christ. So if you belong to Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. If you've been baptized, you have the Holy Spirit. All followers of Jesus must, by definition, have the Holy Spirit. And my question uh, to us this morning, my question to you and to me is not so much, do you have the Holy Spirit, but does the Holy Spirit have you? It's not, uh, do you have the Holy Spirit, but does the Holy Spirit have you? All followers of Jesus have the Holy Spirit. Our ongoing need is to grow in our relationship with God as we grow in intimacy with Christ, to go on being filled by the Holy Spirit, to be marked more and more and more by the Holy Spirit and let him have rule and reign and control in our lives. Because what we see is in, uh, Paul also writes in Ephesians, uh, he, he writes, he tells us to go on being filled with the Spirit. The, the, the Greek here is, is a present continuous it's, it's not a, a one-off event, but it's an ongoing thing. So maybe you've had a big um, whiz-bang, um, extraordinary moment of being filled with the Spirit. Maybe for you it's been a quieter process over many years. But the important thing is, is that each and every one of us have lots of experiential moments, that we go on being filled by the Spirit, that this is a daily experience for us, this is a daily ongoing encounter for us, is, uh, that we give ourselves over to the Holy Spirit. And so how do we respond to this? How do we respond to what we've heard? How do we respond like Apollos, if you will? And I've got some suggestions here. Uh, the first thing is powerful proclamation. Uh, we see Paul writing to the Corinthians uh, later, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And uh, when we're looking to explain the word of God to our friends, uh, we don't just need wise and persuasive words, but we need 
the Holy Spirit's power. That is the main thing. The second way I'd like us to respond is um, to have prayerful progress or to to see our progress uh, in the context of prayer. Uh, Paul also writes the Corinthian church, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, so Apollos was involved here, um, but God has been making it grow. And when we think about Vision Sunday, when we think about what we want to see God do, let's go on praying for God to be at work and for the vision to come into fruition. That's why HTC Daily is so important. Uh, That is why our prayer meeting, which we're restarting tomorrow night, is so important. And finally, my third set of amazing alliteration, double Ps, is uh, a personal priority. Is, is that thing of being filled with the Spirit. This is our personal priority for each one of us. Go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen.